once i saw the challenges of running millions and millions of queries per second i was really really intrigued on like hey what's happening in the analytics world because before we embarked on this journey analytics was really restricted to internal employees of a company being able to keep that latency low as you go from like batch to real time as you go from a single user to millions of users is a huge challenge and most of the systems are not capable of handling that and that's kind of why you know was built we want to make it completely frictionless so that any company irrespective of their technology or the resources that they have can actually take technology like you know and benefit from its potential capability from ggv this is founder real talk where we get real about the challenges that founders and startup executives face and how they've grown from tough experiences i'm your host glen solomon without further ado here's today's episode On today's episode of Founder Real Talk, I'm excited to have Kishore Gopalakrishna on the show. Kishore is the co-founder and CEO of Startree. While working as a software engineer at LinkedIn, Kishore and his coworker and eventual co-founder, Shang Fu, created a solution to a database problem they were encountering. LinkedIn was debuting a feature called Who's Viewed Your Profile, which required the ability to slice and dice massive amounts of data in real time. At that time, neither OLTP or OLAP databases could handle the queries needed to run this feature. To solve this, Kishore and Shang and the team at LinkedIn developed what they called Apache Pino. Pino is a real-time distributed analytical processing data store used to deliver scalable real-time analytics with very low latency. Kishore and Shang founded their open source company, Startree, in 2019 to build a commercial version of Apache Pino. The analytics provided by Startree's technology are increasingly essential for all kinds of business decision makers, and the company's quickly emerged as a leader in serving up real-time, user-facing analytics at very low latency for millions, literally millions of users. Today, Startree's founders and core team have more than 40 years of combined experience in building and operating large-scale distributed systems used by billions of users. And as engineers themselves, Kishore and Shang deeply understand the developer mindset know that fostering early developer adoption and evangelism is what leads to exponential product-led growth. GGV was excited to join Startree Series A in May of 2021, and we're even more excited to share today that Startree has just announced a $47 million Series B led by GGV, with participation from existing investors Bain and CRV, as well as new investor Sapphire Ventures. Given this momentous occasion, we've asked Kishore to join us today to share the Startree story. Kishore, it's so great to have you. Welcome to Founder Real Talk. Hi, Glenn. Hey, thank you so much for having me on this show. My pleasure to be here. Great. I wanted to start, you know, we talked in the intro a little bit about why Pino came to be, but why did you decide to embark on building this real-time user-facing analytics platform? What was the prompt and did you think in your wildest dreams it would get so popular? I would definitely be lying if I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, I think even before Pino, I was uh, working on this uh, distributed um, uh, NoSQL document store called Espresso. So this is where I really started enjoying the, the challenges of distributed systems, especially at scale. Once I saw the challenges of running millions and millions of queries per second, I was really, really intrigued on like, hey, what's happening in the analytics world? Because before we embarked on this journey, analytics was really restricted to internal employees of a company, right? It's 
really single digit queries per second most of the time. This is where I really got excited with the ambitions that LinkedIn had in terms of launching this new product, who viewed my profile. This was literally providing analytics to like hundreds of millions of members of LinkedIn. And it was a challenge that no one had really solved it very well. And our first version was very simple. We just took it like whatever we had in the system. We took our Elasticsearch kind of a solution built on Lucene, but built in-house. We just launched it. And the product was so successful. And it actually took almost like 1,000 nodes to serve some of the initial queries. Uh, we had like hundreds and almost 1,000 queries per second. That's when we saw like, hey, this is really, really good from a product perspective. It's very successful. But infrastructure-wise, it was very expensive for us to operate and manage. And given the success, LinkedIn wanted to do a lot more. of, And pretty much for every vertical you can think of, we had uh, companies, we had schools, we had universities, jobs, articles. They had really got excited with the success of this product. And that's kind of when we decided that, hey, we have to do a lot of these things. We need to take a step back and see, is this even the right architecture? Is this even the right kind of system that we need to have as a fundamental layer? That's when we went back to the drawing board and then we built Apache Pino from scratch. And that's, we went from 1,000 nodes serving like 1,000 queries per second to 75 nodes serving like 5,000 queries per second. So we almost had like a 50x improvement. And that was like really the start of this journey. And fast forward like, Five, six years, now we have like 200,000 queries per second running on this platform at LinkedIn, serving again almost close to 800, 900 million members of LinkedIn and like almost 100 applications, which started off with the simple who viewed my profile is all over the place. Any number that you see on LinkedIn today is served by Apache Pino. So LinkedIn has found that this is quite addicting when you provide users, your users with the opportunity to run queries themselves on things like, hey, who's viewed my profile? Can you give us a taste of some other applications at LinkedIn that use Pino and why they benefit from it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see talent insights, you go to a company page, you post an article on LinkedIn, you see the analytics below that. All these are coming from Pino. In fact, there are more things that you may not even see on LinkedIn, which is like even the LinkedIn feed, the algorithm that powers on what feed and what order you actually see is powered by Pino. So it's almost, Pino is getting to the next level of being as a dynamic feature store for all your machine learning algorithms as well. So LinkedIn is continuing to push the boundaries of, you know, and yeah, you see, you see it in a lot of different places and on LinkedIn and beyond. Yeah. You know, I've heard, as I've learned more about Pino and, and spoken to various members of your community, some people describe it as like magical. That must be pretty cool. Did you think you were building magic when you, when you built Pino? Why, why do you think they think that? Yeah, actually, it, it's interesting to first look at what are the three things, the most challenging things in any analytical system. So the, the first is really the freshness of the data. Like, how soon can you get insights on the data that you're writing into that system? And the second is definitely the latency of, like, how fast can I query? How, how soon will the query resp um, response come back? And third which is the concurrency, like how many users can actually use the system concurrently. And the challenge and the most important dimension here is really the latency, because this is the dimension which drastically changes as you change other dimensions. Being able to keep that latency low as you go from like batch to real time, as you go from a single user to millions of users is a huge challenge. And most of the systems are not capable of handling this. And that's kind of why Pino was built. 
and our approach is i mean again there is no magic i mean it, it's it's really the new concept that we thought about which is most of these systems the way they tackle this problem is hey we need to do certain amount of work to answer this query how can we make it faster so they use columnar store they put more parallelism they put more nodes uh, so that's typically the way most databases address this we kind of went from a completely different direction which is can we in the first place avoid doing this work can we not do this work if possible and that's where indexes come in and that's the power of pino which is instead of trying to do this work faster can we completely eliminate it or even reduce it drastically we've kind of went into like indexes first as a first class citizen in so we have a ton of indexes that helps us achieve this for various use cases so it's, it's all about reducing the work instead of trying to do the same work faster by throwing more hardware makes a lot of sense i want to return to the star tree index shortly so pino you know, was open sourced in 2015 and entered the Apache incubator in 2018 and has been really quickly adopted at some very big companies, Uber as an example, Stripe as an example, others. What challenges, has it surprised you that you've seen such big companies adopting Pino and what are the challenges that they have that you've been having to help with or build into, you know, new versions as you continue to evolve Pino to support these larger organizations? Initially, when we built Pino, it was, we only kept LinkedIn in mind, but we, we always knew about the scale at which we were trying to solve, for which we were trying to solve it. So the biggest challenge as we came out of LinkedIn and, and Uber is like literally going from an on-prem world to the cloud world. So the world had moved on and then everyone was running these things on cloud. So for us, that was the biggest challenge in terms of making it cloud native, making it easy to run on Kubernetes, Docker, all these things that are needed in terms of being able to make it very, very simple and easy for developers to adopt and run it. So that was the first thing. And that's one of the things that we invested very early on as we started starting. And the second part was really the technologies for which it was integrated with. So Pino was heavily integrated with Kafka because Kafka kind of originated at LinkedIn as well. Then we had Hadoop and then we had Avro. So we kind of almost had all these things as like a compile time dependency, if you will, very, very tightly coupled to these technologies. So we had to decouple them because the outside world, there were a lot more things. There was Protobuf, Thrift, a lot of different formats, a lot of new streaming systems also coming into play. Kinesis, Event Hub, Pulsar, all these things are also important for us to use as source stream. So that's another thing. So we introduced the concept of plugin so that we can extend Pino for various different sources. And that also helped in, in the community as well, adoption, which is people started contributing a lot more connectors, Spark connector, and BigQuery, Snowflake, all these things are new set of connectors that we could add on top of the existing ones. Makes a lot of sense. That's one of the real values of having a very active open source community is connector building. You've definitely benefited from that. So let's move on. Like, Tell us a, a little about the decision you made to leave LinkedIn and to start a company around Pino. Curious, like, what led you to take this step? And you know, if the Pino community gave you confidence or how did they factor in? How did the community factor into your thinking about this? I think it was, first of all, it was very, very hard for me to leave LinkedIn. I actually even wrote, wrote an article on like how hard it was. I spent almost like eight years. It, it was an amazing place for me to work at. And I think one of the reasons is really we saw the potential of Pino at LinkedIn. It was just simply impossible for me to stay at LinkedIn and make sure that it reaches its potential 
beyond LinkedIn and few other companies. So we had to invest a lot in terms of making it easier and accessible to the world and all other companies. Everyone had a great opportunity. I think that's kind of why we had to create Startree. It's, it's, it was born in a, out of this desire to bring this potential of Pino to pretty much everyone else in the, in the world. And open source is great, but as I mentioned, there is only so much we can do being at LinkedIn. So we had to invest in the community. We had to invest in documentation, connectors, plugins. All these things had to be done for us to actually see the, the full potential of Pino. And that's kind of what led for us to create Pino because no other systems out there were really able to handle what Pino could uh, could achieve. And there was the nice thing that I also noticed was Kafka was already very prominent, available outside. But the way people are using were using Kafka outside, they were not really getting the best out of it. I mean, how we used Pino or Kafka at LinkedIn compared to how others in in the ecosystem we're using. They were just taking the data from Kafka and then jump, dumping it into the data lake, kind of defeating the whole purpose of why Kafka was built in the first place for real right. time. All about real time, yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the other reasons why we said, okay, there is so much more value by capturing, by putting this data in real time into Pino and then exposing it to your end users. Makes a ton of sense. Okay, so that gave you the confidence and StarTree is actually, as you educated me, an index, one of the many indexes you use. How'd that name come about? As you mentioned, it's based on one of the indexes. And it's actually the structure of the index is where we have a star node. So this is a kind of a combination of how B tree works and also a multidimensional tree or a tri. And we have a special node in the tri called a star node. And that's where we named this index called a StarTree index. And that's kind of the reason also why we named the company Starter Index, because that really changes magically the query that takes like 40, 50 seconds. You can probably get back to milliseconds. And that's when people start wondering like, hey, is there something wrong with this query? And they try to go back and <laughs> like, how is there, is there some sort of a cache that's making it so fast? So the magic is in the star node. All right, we heard it. Okay, so you just raised your Series B. It, congratulations, it's awesome, $47 million. And we're very excited at GGV to be the lead of the Series B. We've loved working with you so far. You know, look, obviously you don't raise $47 million in a Series B, particularly in this environment, unless things are going quite well. Why do you think you guys have been so successful to date? Like, to what do you attribute the success that you've seen so far at StarTree? I would say two things. First and foremost, it's the team. I've been, we have been very, very fortunate to have like an amazing team. And this is... Without, without team, I think everything else is like secondary. And we have been, as I said, lucky to have an amazing team who is like really passionate about the problem that we are solving. And they love working with each other. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we have been able to deliver so many things in a, such a short time frame. Like we have built not only on the community side, but also on the product side and also on uh, almost close to launching the self-serve as well, which is I'm going to talk about it next. I think the second is really the community. I think it has been very, very helpful for us. I mean, we almost treat our community as like the product managers for us. They tell us exactly what is lacking in the product, what are the things that we need to develop. So in fact, we share the roadmap and a lot of our first year and a year and a half roadmap was completely based on the inputs that we got from the community. So there have been like 
very, very helpful for us in terms of shaping the product and making sure that it's useful beyond LinkedIn and Uber. That's a repeated theme we've heard from open source founders is that one of the big, big benefits of being an open source company is the rapid feedback uh, feedback loops you get with customers. Yes, absolutely. And it, it's amazing. And they're also very forgiving as well. I mean, the features are not like completely big, but they take it and then they run it and they say, hey, this is amazing. Can we make it better? So absurd was one of the things. I mean, most of the analytical systems out there don't support mutation. That was one of the features asked and even contributed by the community. And it's completely changed the adoption of Pino as well, because it's it's a very hard problem to solve, but the community helped us in terms of getting there. Amazing. And in terms of what we want to achieve, I think really after launching our product in last year, June, the product was very well received from the customers and the users. And all the customers that we have onboarded in the last few quarters, they have been very, very happy and they also want a lot more things uh, from the product. And we almost have like a huge, huge roadmap for us for, for the next, just like how community helped us in terms of shaping the Apache Pino. Our customers are already helping in terms of shaping our product. And this funding is really about accelerating that roadmap so that we can actually deliver all these features, hire the best people, continue to hire them, hire the best people around the world. That's kind of how we plan to use this. And last but not the least is also reduce the friction, right? So, I mean, right now it is still, there are few rough edges in terms of how easy the product is to use. We want to make it completely frictionless so that any company, irrespective of their technology or the resources that they have, can actually take a technology like Pino and benefit from its potential capabilities. Very cool. Maybe to bring to life how people are using Pino, obviously this concept of real-time user-facing analytics at scale sounds sounds pretty cool. Can you give us an example or two of how some of the customers are using StarTree today and what benefits they're getting in their own business from using you guys? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are a lot of different things, but I'll, I'll pick one, which is Stripe. I think it's one of the most challenging and one of the things that I'm really, really proud of in terms of what we have achieved there. So this is for Stripe, both internal and external analytics. So pretty much every transaction that happens on Stripe is coming into Pino and the operator dashboard is being powered by this. So it's a, it's a massive, massive scale. Um, in fact, they have already overtaken the usage on the footprint of both LinkedIn and Uber. So they're running it on thousands of nodes already and then being able to power their da internal dashboards as well as the analytics for their merchants is a big achievement for us. And that's kind of what the how the world is seeing. Most of these reports and dashboards, if you look at it before, something like Pino was sent as a monthly report to their customers. So you would get a monthly report, okay, here is my dashboard. And gone are those days. And that's what Pino brings in. Like, hey, now you don't have to create these dashboards. You can simply open up this application to your end users. They are much more data savvy. You can They can actually derive the insights from them and then use these insights to make their decisions on a daily basis. That's something that is happening across many industries. This is FinTech is just one. You see this in communication. You see this in logistics. You see this in retail space. All the spaces are pretty much moving away from that. Hey, I want to generate a report on a monthly basis or a daily basis to let's just hand over this app to the customer. Let let them actually derive the insights and work on that. That's so cool. And Stripe, I mean, 
that's mind boggling. Because if I think about like you mentioned earlier, the, the challenge of systems like this, you have to you have to focus on freshness of data and concurrency, but at the same time manage latency. And I can only imagine Stripe like the amount of data and fresh data that is coming in transaction after transaction must be like, you know, if they're running everything, all transactions through their star tree Pinover implementation, that is pretty crazy. And then at the same time, we know they have lots and lots of merchants and have a lot of internal use cases. So the concurrency must be crazy and there's no way they'd be expanding with you if latency wasn't amazing. So I spoke to the folks over at Stripe a while back and they were super happy and, and they said, we have a lot more use cases for Thartree. And I guess they're continuing to find new ways to use you guys, which is amazing. Can you, you know, look into the crystal ball for us? Where do you see Startree three, five years from now? How is this world going to continue to evolve and what role does Startree play in that evolution? Yeah, I think uh, it kind of goes back to our vision as well. Our, our vision is really, we need to democratize the data, right? When we say democratization of data, people mostly think about having access to data to people within the company. I think that's what we want to almost redefine that definition and say that it's not restricted to just people within the company. Every customer, every other customer of yours, partner and user should have access to this data and then be making decisions. And if you kind of look at what Uber has, for example, achieved is like the restaurant owner is now getting analytics in real time. So that's a massive shift from where we were a decade ago to a restaurant owner having access to this data. And that's the change that we want to bring in. And we say we, our vision for the next three years is every person on this earth is like accessing some or the other app that is powered by Pino or Startree. That's really what we are looking for. Every person on this earth. Oh, yes. I hope you're building some pretty meaty SaaS service. That might be already happening to a certain extent. I mean, given the adoption in the food delivery business, I think if every person orders the food <laughs> at some point, point, I think that we may not be that far, given that DoorDash, Uber, Cloud Kitchens, Just Eats, all these companies are already leveraging Apache Pino and Strategy. Amazing. Well, the future looks very bright and also will all be very well fed if those companies continue to to provide users with the analytics they need to eat to their heart's content. So Kishore, as I mentioned, we're very, very excited about leading your Series B and want to give you a huge congratulations on this milestone. It's a small step and you've got a lot more steps to take and a very rosy future. And certainly the picture you paint is really exciting. But before we let you go, I'm putting you on the hot seat. I'm going to ask you some lightning round questions. Just answer with the first thing that comes to mind. So first question I like to ask, can you share a book or article that you enjoyed as a founder that you would advise or recommend to other founders? I'll answer both hard things about hard things. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. That's a book. I think in terms of article, I love the Amp It Up article from Frank Lutman from Snowflake. Those are two favorite ones of mine and frequently mentioned on the podcast. So don't, the only, only, only thing is don't. Don't read the hard things about hard things before you start the company. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely uh, puts a damper on any enthusiasm you might have to start a company. What advice would you give a younger Kishore today, knowing what you know now? I think the reality is that you're never ready. You just have to do it. And that's when you get ready. I've heard people say necessity is the mother of invention. It sounds like that's kind of a motto for you. Yeah. You're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. So take that first step and then keep going. You, you can't you can't be, you can't learn swimming by watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, but you can also drown if you <laughs> if you push yourself too far. So yes, there's a balance. Okay, last question. I know you like to get on your bike and get clear your head and get some exercise. Where's your favorite place to bike these days? I think it depends on my form, but La Honda, old La Honda, is one of my favorite places. Or in any anything that leads up to skyline, I really like mountains. I like I like climbing them. <laughs> <laughs> well. You are climbing the proverbial mountain now. We're excited to be on the journey with you. Can't wait to see how high this mountain goes. So Kishore, again, congrats on the Series B. We're very excited to be on the journey with you at Star Tree, And we really appreciate your support and all the hard work you and your team are putting forth to make Star Tree a very special company. So thanks again for joining us today and here's to the future. Thanks, Glenn. It was really amazing to be part of this and again thanks a lot for all the support that you have given us it's been a pleasure working with you for the last 18 months and looking forward to continue working with you here's to another great 18 months in front of us and then many more yeah, many more cheers you've been listening to founder real talk if you like what you heard please rate and review us on the apple podcast app to help others find this podcast if you have any questions you'd like us to ask our guests or founders you'd like to hear on this podcast, feel free to email us at founderrealtalk at ggvc.com. Our theme music is by Grapes. GGV Capital is a global venture capital firm that invests in local founders. As a multi-stage sector-focused firm, GGV focuses on seed to growth across social internet, enterprise tech, and smart tech. The firm was founded in 2000 and manages $9.2 billion in capital across the U.S., Canada, China, Southeast Asia, India, Latin America, and Israel. Past and present portfolio companies include the likes of Affirm, Airbnb, Alibaba, Big Commerce, Grab, HashiCorp, Opendoor, Peloton, Poshmark, Slack, Square, Wish, Zendesk, and many more. The firm has offices in Silicon Valley, San Francisco, Singapore, Shanghai, and Beijing. Learn more at ggvc.com or follow us on Twitter at, at GGV Capital. <laughs>